Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Welcome to Talking Harness WA with Morton Michael Radley on SEN Track. Yes, hello, it's Friday, which means two things, Gloucester Park and Talking Harness WA on SEN Track 657 and a big night tonight. It's Italian night. And the preparations are well and truly underway as I welcome in Glenn Mortimer. You are there yesterday uh, and everyone was running around yes, <laughs> getting everything uh, ready, the fireworks. Ready. Should be a big night at Gloucester Park and uh, Michael, great to be here as always. Um, last week we finished up just on the wrong side of the ledger. Tell you what, lucky you threw out that five unit bet at the end. Yes, that certainly helped. Uh, so down a couple of units, but uh, great win in the Norm's, claw- Norm's Daughter Classic by Born to Boogie, who was just camped over them waiting to pounce and promises to be a real exciting mare's classic. Oh, how good was Bill Catherine first Absolutely up? Absolutely massive. Really good aggressive drive by Junior and uh, didn't get beaten a great deal. So looking forward to that next week. But it was a Savelco weekend last oh, week. wasn't it? Two winners to Emily on Friday night. Four to Shannon at Narragin on Saturday night. Two to Emily at... at um, uh, Narrage. And then on Sunday, three each to Shannon and Emily at Collie, and they quenelled the Joe and Margaret Savelko Memorial Pace. Yeah. What a performance. Yeah, 14, I think 12 races over the two days, plus you throw in the couple from Gloucester Park. And... Just unreal. No, it was good. So looking forward to today's show as we uh, interrogate, I mean, uh, chat <laughs> to uh, prominent owner and former well, analyst Glenn Moore. He's a triple threat. He's he's a he's a big owner. Yeah, he certainly he's is. A, he's, he's a great of, he's a great form judge, and he's the president of the owners' association. He certainly is. Now, Michael, I'm going to need a little bit of counselling <laughs> okay. this morning, <laughs> which isn't unusual. But <laughs> let's, do, let's, a, let's do it on air, eh? This is a very serious <laughs> issue. On the way home last night, I popped in to see our man Sam Pinner at Liquor Barons yes, in Maylands. Yep. He delivered the bad news. <laughs> yes, they're no longer making fosters in Australia. So <laughs> go very gentle with me uh, tonight, uh, today. Lucky, lucky you've got the pallet delivered the other day. So <laughs> Yes, so I'll be right for another couple of weeks. But um, before we have a chat with Glenn, it was great to see some of the young trainers and drivers wanting to get involved in what the future of harness racing looks like. Because we take that for granted as a punter. We lose a few races. We go on and do other things as an owner. Uh, just... Don't buy any more horses, but as a as a trainer driver like some of these young fellas coming through, they've got a lot of money invested in this industry. So it's really good to see them wanting to get involved in harness racing, which is great. Yeah. Now, Michael, yes, um, I know we've touched on this subject before, but I just want to ask you one more time: Do you think we will be racing outside of Gloucester Park, Pinjarra, Bunbury, and maybe Northern in ten years' time? 
I, I hope so. I, I don't think we'll be doing it as much because just because of uh, pressures on making sure that we sustain wagering to sustain stakes. But I'm hoping, I would hope so, that we're, we're racing outside those tracks. But I think those tracks would form the basis of the calendar and the others are more event event based. But yeah, that's so, that's sort of 10 years down the track. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we would, tracks like Collie and Bustleton would just be a little uh, meeting or two at the appropriate time for a couple or things like that. Well, well they've they've only got a couple now as it is. But yeah, I mean, we've, we've got to race at the best tracks for wagering to get the best returns. Yeah. And, that's, and that's what's got to happen. So I think, you know, as it evolves, there will be pressures on, on the tracks that aren't wagering anywhere near enough to, to sustain stakes. But there's still probably a place for them. There, there still is a place for them. But where that place is and how often they race is, is what's going to be the big question going forward. And also how far people have to travel to get there because the, the, the population isn't at these tracks. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Now, what are you doing on Sunday? What are you uh, going to do to uh, <laughs> Probably celeb- sleeping. <laughs> to celebrate the maiden and only win by Better's Destroyer? Oh. The anniversary on Sunday. Oh, is it? Yes. The anniversary <laughs> on it. <laughs> One and only win. Thought it might be party time at Radley's. So. <laughs> well, yeah. Is it, is it a year? It's been a year. and yeah. Where's Cody? <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you what, we're going to save the rest of the questions because there's a couple I'd like to ask our, our guests man. this morning. Absolutely. All right, before we get into uh, Glenmore, this segment's brought to you by Bayswater Mazda. Driving is better in a Bayswater Mazda quarter of Guildford and Garrett Roads. Anthony, tell you what, he loves to get on Tab Touch Lounge, doesn't he? And, and, he, and he's good at it as well. He does. He's, he's a natural. A, he's got a lot to talk about because Bayswater Mazda are celebrating 50 years and the cars are amazing, Rads. And yeah. we know that. Yes, yeah, we do. Uh, you drive... Yes. You, you get chauffeured around in one. Correct. <laughs> Correct. So beautiful cars. Great team down there at Bayswater Mazda. They certainly are. All right. Our first guest oh, our, our first guest is Glenn Moore today. And before we speak to Glenn Moore, let's go back a week and tell you what two very, very promising paces went head to head. Uh, in Finvara and Jumpin' Jack Mack and Finvara, he got in front early and he stayed there. As we go to, as we as we listened to last week, here's Finvara, too good for Jumpin' Jack Mack. The outside, and they run through the third quarter in 27-8. Then Dominus Factum coming to the turn. Finvara's got the front. On the outside, jumping Jack Mack is a metre away, trying very hard. Clear of Dominus Factum. Chance Eclipse trying to get into the clear. And then came out of something in the straight, though. Finvara's got the lead. Jumping Jack Mack on the outside is trying very hard. It's Finvara in front, though, doing it well. From jumping Jack Mack, Star of Willoughby flashes home for third, I'd say. Uh, Dominus Factum fights on as well. Well, but Finvara races home to win it well. Finvara from Jumping Jack Mack and Star of Willoughby. Yeah, they ripped home 27-8, 27-7. And we're joined by one of the part owners in Glen Moore. And Glen, both those horses are very promising and plenty of upside for both of them. Yeah, good morning, boys. Good morning, listeners. Yeah, look, that was one of those races, wasn't it? That um, probably didn't unfold like everybody thought with the tactics, but... Um, I think uh, the Birdcage interview told us a little bit about Junior's mindset there, even though Senior had sort of indicated him to go forward with Jumping Jack and Finvara ease back. It all played out differently when they spoke to Junior in the Birdcage. He indicated he thought that Jumping Jack back didn't have to rush forward and uh, he'd win it either way from in behind or being pressing press forward. He thought there was a lot of pace underneath him. So 
it turns out Pinborough landed in front of him and that was the end of the penny section. And uh, Callan cer- certainly took advantage of, the, of that situation, stayed in front of them, worked forward, and all of a sudden you knew what you wanted to be on, that's for sure. Yeah, and, and tell you what, he's, both of them are very good. Jumping Jack Mack was, was good in the derby last year. Finvara was probably a bit behind those real good top three-year-olds, and then when they sort of all fell by the wayside, he took advantage in the West Bread, and since then he's just kept on developing into a real top-class horse. I think the word developing is right. Uh, I think that he's been a work in progress. We've had a lot of trouble with his feet, and those feet problems have been slowly sorted out. He's got a special shoe on him, and that, that shoeing has probably helped him get confidence because even now you see every now and again he puts in a little rough one, but that's gradually being sorted out, and he's um, he is showing that he's got plenty of staying ability as well as clearly he's very, very fast. Now, so we're very happy going forward. It's a matter of whether he gets there too fast for this year, maybe this year's a bridge too far with the Cups, but we'll just see how he progresses. I'd probably be thinking a year too early, perhaps. Now, Glenn, you touched on one thing, and I know you're a very big advocate for uh, Twitter on um, uh, on a Friday night. So obviously listening to those interviews uh, like they did out in the bird, bird cage can be key to, to a punter who wants to uh, get involved on a Friday night. Yeah, look, uh, it's been engaged very heavily. The support for that from the... um, If you look at the Twitter statistics and who's actually watching after it's retweeted and the the amount of people that actually get engaged by it, um, there's certainly the regulars that directly go in and watch it. And I see those names up there, and a lot of those names up there are very big punters. And what happens, um, apart from the retweeting, where we get extra benefit... And then we get extra benefit from the summary from Trent Cooper and Tom Buchanan on the track uh, to to indicate um, to the punters what the last word is from the birdcage to an extent. It pushes punters into confidence as to how the races are going to be run. So if you tune in 15 minutes out, you're getting the direct word from the drivers uninhibited because they know the other drivers can't hear what is being said. So you get very important information about who may lead and who may sit. And I can tell you from talking to a lot of those punters, big and small, if they're going to bet $50, they'll bet 100 If they're going to bet 500 they'll bet 1000 So that the amount of turnover you can generate directly from those people in, in itself is quite large. But the long-term benefits by engaging the general punter prior to the race in that last two minutes we can jack that turnover right up and give them that last minute information. A lot of these punters are watching race by race on Sky One and they're waiting for that bit of information that Trent or Tom can give them at the end. And if the inference is that something is going to lead and they weren't too sure, they bet up. And that's the benefit of the product long term. I think it's just one product that we can really encourage and grow. Well, certainly, so, yeah, I've got a lot of confidence about it. It certainly is because it encourages uh uh, wagering, that's for sure. We see it at Gloucester Park. Is there any chance that we can see that rolled out to some of the other tracks, you know, in particular Pinjarra on a Monday, you know, with its time slot, it's it's kind of there, that 12.30 start, which in the eastern states is, you know, knock-off time, heading down the pub to have a have a bet. Is there any chance we can see that expanded out to some of the other tracks? Yeah, I, I believe that uh, Roa have got plans in place. It's about to go. I think there's been some 
technical issues with what equipment they're going to use um, because they don't necessarily want to have you know the full Friday night uh, costs involved, expenses involved, and how professionally that's run. But we can do it at um, certainly start off at Bunbury and Pinjarra and Gloucester Park midweek initially, and I'm sure the country clubs would be uh, very happy to pick it up as they go along. But those three clubs, if we get it started, those three sort of major clubs, uh, then it'll be an encouragement a bit midweek as well. So, yeah, we're looking forward to that as well for sure. Now, one of the big questions, we might have to get the cone of silence down for this one, but how is the bull, go- how is the bull coming along? I know everybody would be uh, waiting with anticipation to see if he's coming back in time for the big races. Yep. Uh, the news there is he'll have his first track run tomorrow morning after his setback. He's been treated and seemingly responded well to treatment. So that's good news in itself. But with the hurdle will be the next couple of track runs will probably tell us. So Saturday morning, um, by next week, we should get a report. You're probably worth talking to Senior maybe next week about this as to where he's placed after these track runs. Wednesday uh, will be second track run, so he should know whether he's on song. Of course, if we're not happy, we would just stop with him at that point and put him out. But around the stables and everything, uh, jogging-wise, he's going really well. So we're encouraged for sure at this stage. We just want to get past tomorrow morning and see where we're at. Yeah, it'd be great to have him back, the Bulls, particularly for those Cups races. And uh, we've got Hurricane Harley over here. I don't know where the copy that'll get here. It would be great to see him over here. Um, but obviously, magnificent storm coming back and, you know, minstrel and those type of horses. So uh, hopefully that uh, by the time we get to the Cups, we've got, a, we've got all the big names back and, and racing, which would be great to see. Tonight, you've got a few horses going around, um, Glenn. Um, in the main race, you've got Wild West. What do you think he's, of his run second up last start? Yeah, well, Hampton Bennett did dictate that race, uh, and in fairness, uh, he did the job and got got the job done. But I think had um, Wild West have not got hoisted on the corner, he probably would have won. You know, clearly he's the top of horse, doesn't handle the bends that well. And when uh, Eldred Intrigue got out, and, and uh, Aidan de Campo gave Eldred Intrigue every mortal hope by coming out, and he looked a little bit of a threat himself on the corner. But in coming out of that psychological spot, he just got Wild West up the track, bit unbalanced and probably lost momentum in a length and a half and then he really found the line strong late. This race tonight sort of doesn't really map to suit him unless there's a lot of pressure. It sort of looks like Bletchley Park's probably going to find the front. Junior's probably going to try and get off that fence as quick as he can. Where he lobs will be interesting with uh, Hurricane Harley because Bletchley Park's able to dictate it. You can sort of see him getting away with this and... uh, Hurricane Harley probably would need to be maybe one out and one back to pick him up. So whether he can get off and get that spot, I thought the Bond horses might keep going forward there. And um, it's, it's going to be a bit of cat and mouse early whether both Bond horses go forward or not. And that is uh, very important for Hurricane Harley, whether Junior can position up at that point with Hurricane Harley in terms of where he's going to be in running and Bletchley Park. You would assume Bracken Sky would, would sit on uh, Bletchley Park. Oh, you would have thought so, yeah, absolutely. And then in race eight, got a great last start winner and a horse by the name of You're So Fine. It, to me, it looks like it's a fairly easy assignment uh, tonight. Do, do you agree with that, Glenn? Yeah, never easy probably, but on face value, you're probably right. Um, clearly, uh, Paul Edward uh, would be the 
cheeky one, and it looks like he could find a fairly easy lead. I wouldn't underestimate him because he can run fast sectionals. So it would appear Yosef Fine will have to sit outside him and they'll run a bit of time there. So I don't think it'd be a walk in the park, but his class, clearly he's got speed and staying ability. So um, he, he probably surprised Junior a bit first up. Junior was a little bit 50-50 about where he was, whether he was ready or not first up. Senior was more buoyant. Um but he went sensational, really. You know, like, um, it was pretty exciting to watch him considering uh, the amount of work he did and uh, the way he put him away was very authoritative. Paul Ebb was in that race, but he w- it was very hard to make ground. This time, Paul Ebb would be in front of him, so it'll be interesting tactically to watch, that's for sure. Not unusual for junior and senior to disagree on something. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Pinvara jumping jack Mack was the classic <laughs> example, wasn't it? Exactly. And then, of course, we've got uh, one of the... Uh, one of the be- one of the great horses in your stable, a horse by the name of King of Swing, who oh, yeah. trialled the other day and uh, ran a nice little soft fourth behind Expensive Ego and a leisurely one fifty four point nine. It sounds like Luke McCarthy was fairly happy with the run. Yeah, it did ring Luke afterwards. Um, he, he looked pretty good. It looked like he, to the naked eye, like it was just a hit out, and he didn't want to knock him around. He just gave him a little flick up. And he said, yeah, look, um, that was his intention, the 26-7. Very happy with him. You know, the heart rate when he pulled up was very good indeed, like he'd never been around. So he's quite happy. He didn't necessarily want to give him a run prior to the inters. So he'll just go through 27th November is the first set of heats. And then you've got the 1st of December, the 5th of December, and the final on the 11th. So, yeah, look, he believes that he's exactly where he wants him to be. And he was extremely happy with the trial. I said to him, could you have uh, got a lot closer? He would have beat him if I'd opened him right up and asked him to do it earlier and got him his mind on the job. So even though he ran fourth or four, uh, he said that, uh, no, he's very happy with him indeed. I'll tell you what, it's it's his inner dominion to lose, I think, Glenn. He's currently on tab touch 240. Expensive Vigo, yep. $4.00. Triple Eight is at $13. Mac Da Vinci is 16 Now, with all due respect, my mate owns Mac yep. Da Vinci in Scott McDonald. Um, he he wouldn't be able to keep up with him. And he's fourth favourite. Mm. Like, it, it's not, it's not, it's a, it's a weak in a dominion. And, and that's, and there's a, there's a lot of reasons for that. Big travel and, yep. you know, we're not going over. The Kiwis probably haven't measured up this year. Copy of that's not going. He's probably the, just about the best of them. Um, so it, it's, it's, I would I would think, Len, that it's his to lose and the stable-made expensive ego is the one to beat. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, expensive ego, to me, would be the main one. The only thing I'd say about that is, on paper, 100%, if you were talking about maybe one race and you were heading into it with that field, you know, yeah. he would be the obvious one to win. The only other thing I'd say about this series being the three runs and all the travelling, Bathurst, Newcastle, it's a different dimension. And, of course, uh, he's a ball. Yeah. So the only query would be he hasn't done the Inter Dominions yet, so you've got to get the, the three runs or four runs in to win the Inter Dominion Grand Final in two weeks. So that's that's one and, of the tests of the Inter Dominions yeah. that's unknown. And, and this year you have to travel, so there's Bathurst and also Newcastle yep. in there. Yep. So, um, but that, to that say, would be the query only with yes, what you're saying. Yes, but saying that certainly though, on class. 
Yeah, yep. you'd think he'd be able to bull, bully he's, most of them. He is <laughs> streets, uh, streets in front. Now, Glenn, before you go, is yep. there any uh, quick update on the sale of the TAB and how that's progressing and what the plan looks like? Yep, all the eligible bodies um, will be meeting from Tuesday for the first meeting and we go into a process of, with an open mind of evaluating what is best for the industry and what is the best for the industry to keep the TAB or to sell a TAB will be dependent on how good the deal is for the three codes and ongoing future for the racing industry. So we're going with an open mind, but the process starts this Tuesday um, chaired by, I think, Jeff Ovens and uh, Reese Whippy's the Minister for Racing. So we'll, we'll go there with an open mind and look at all the options about how we can sustain the racing industry three codes into the future. And good luck getting our 20% back, please, uh, Glenn. <laughs> yeah, we're fighting for the 20%. We believe the owners, for that stake money that went missing uh, during COVID, we made the sacrifice. The owners did have to pay full training fees during that period of time. We think that the owners should directly be paid that 20% straight in as a gratis payment, a COVID payment, if you like, outside the handicapping system for the three codes. And I think uh, you'd be a lot of happy owners and give a lot of confidence into the future. Yeah, sure. And uh, we, I think it's really important that um, you guys are championing that as the owners' association, and, and moving forward and, and trying to trying to represent all the owners and, and for the best result. Uh, before we go, you're obviously on the preview on Tab Radio every Friday morning. What's your best bet for Gloucester Park tonight? Yeah, I was, I was thinking um, Fancy Dance. You know, this will be price dependent, but Fancy yeah. Dance might get out a little bit of the market. I like it tonight. I thought Glenleddy Chief, uh, also in race seven, number six, Glenleddy Chief, hard to beat. And for the value, probably, I'm leaning a little bit in race four, number seven, the Star of Diamonds, around six or seven dollars Star of Diamonds. And I thought the favourite was a touch unders there, even though it's going to be hard to beat, the turvy horse. But Star of Diamonds each way around about the six to seven dollar mark. So it's a good each way bet. Good on you, mate. Thanks for your time. Always great chatting to you. And, uh, mate, big important meeting coming up next Tuesday with the the privatisation meeting. So, mate, good luck, uh, and we'll speak to you soon. Cheers for that. Good on you. Glenn Moore, who's the president of the Owners Association, also one of the big owners of the Gary Hall stable, and hasn't he had some great horses, including King of Swing, who's the favourite for the Inner Dominion. But if you want to have a look, uh, Radley, I'm the mighty Quinn. There's a couple. Chicago Bull. Yeah. Bodine Boaz. Yeah. Elder Cristiano, yeah. King of Swing, Major Trojan. <laughs> Want me to stop now? We're going to run out. Of, we're going to run out of time. I think we could be here all day. No, but it, like anything, contrib- contributes a lot to harness racing. He does. He's very passionate yep. with the Harness Racing Owners Association, yep. and does a great um, job for the Owners Association. He does. And he's a good. He's a big punter. Yep. Yep. It's involved. And great judge. Other people involved. So great judge. Great to be part of the industry. Yep. Now also, he's almost as lucky as you as an owner. Almost. Oh, please. <laughs> because. Did you, just, did you just see that list I just read out? <laughs> Major Martini, Tricky Mickey, <laughs> Mighty Ronaldo. There he goes, okay. <laughs> but one horse who's making his way back to the track after a long time, and you must have been really excited on Wednesday night, is Rock and Roll Lincoln. That was just great to see. Although at the 400, I wasn't thinking exactly the same, but yeah. uh, he looked like he couldn't keep up with the one in front. Yeah. But um, he just cruised up down the straight and um, got his head in front. And as Justin said, if he if he had have opened him up, he, he would have put a few lengths on him. But 
There was no need, just a nice soft trial, and it was just great to see him back. Yeah, I think Junior was just foxing with him, and he's just and you couldn't tell how he was travelling because there was a yeah. he was obscured a little bit. But once he had come up the straight, and he was just he had a big grip on him. He's, yeah, was he good. just trucked up to him. But great, to, great see. to see him back to the track as we go to the break. Here is Rock and Roll Lincoln with his first trial in how many? Is it two years, two and a half, three? Uh, two years, two years. As we go to the break, here is Rock and Roll Lincoln at Pinjarra on Monday, first time back at the track in preparation for his race day, uh, race return in, in a couple of weeks. And has now conquered the front runner, 29.6. Third quartering road, looking to come away from the marker pegs. Rock and roll Lincoln. Albiner on the track was uh, Lord Roskell as they come into the straight. Ideal Abbey was next, but Sweet Madison comes into the straight in front. On the outside, Rock and roll Lincoln is moving into second place. Albiner on the track, Lord Roscoe. I'm in a pickles gone, running on from the back of the field. Lincoln Joel. Rock and roll Lincoln loomed up alongside the mare. Sweet Madison takes the lead. Rock and roll Lincoln wins by about a neck at the line second was Sweet Madison third we had Lord Roscoe Lincoln you're listening to Talking Harness WA with Morton Michael Radley on SEN track you're listening to Talking Harness WA with Morton Michael Radley on SEN track Still pocketed, coming to the turn. Winuri Quick, 28.7. The third quarter is still in front. The outside, Bal Catherine, but Bourne Boogie is closing in very rapidly. Looks to have them covered. And then Queen Shenandoah in the straight, and Bourne Boogie's out now. Races up, takes a lead from Bal Catherine and Winuri Creek, and Bourne Boogie travelled beautifully in the run, has drawn clear from Winuri Creek and Bal Catherine, and Bourne Boogie races home to win well. Second, Bal Catherine, a nose away was Winuri Creek. Yeah, that was the Norm's Daughter Classic from last week and um, Bonda Boogie just had the camp over their back and uh, Lewis pushed out of the right time and uh, it was too good. Belle Catherine, really good. Her first up run outside the leader was really good. Wanui Creek had every conceivable chance and they ran away from the rest of the field and they looked like the big three going into um, next week's Mayor's Classic and probably the big two of the first two horses. It's going to be a very important draw next week and should be a great, uh, great race. Yeah. It's classic. Yeah, really looking forward to it. The Westrall Mayor's Classic, Albert Wormsley and the team there at Westrall. Great, great sponsor of yeah. uh, Gloucester Park and Harness Racing in Western Australia. They sure are. Sure are. Before we get to our man, Scott Bomberhill, this segment's brought to you by Loans 123, Car Loans, Debt Consolidation, Personal Finance. Who do you see? Go and see the nude nut, Steve Sell. Yeah, he is uh, the man to look after you and Mort's, as we always say. If the nude nut can't uh, get you sorted, Rads, yep. you are in absolute pain. What, what does HG and Roy say? You're a, you're a fool to yourself and a burden to others. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're in pain if the uh, nude nut can't look after you. Yep. All right. Uh, Scott Bomber-Hill's on the line. Bomber, bit of a tough week last week, and this week it looks a very uh, interesting card. Yeah, very competitive night. There's um, yeah, plenty of value around, hopefully, I Lots of shorties, but um, yeah, we went shopping for value tonight, so hopefully we can know one or two. All right, and we might even get a um, an all up at the end of uh, your segment just to uh, see if we can throw a couple of those uh, good things into a uh, an all up for the punters out there. But we'll we'll uh, look at four races. The first is uh, uh, race number three, which is the gold medal Christmas ham classic over the twenty one thirty meters. 
And uh, as we have a look at the TabTouch market, and TabTouch is the brand that funds the industry, and uh, we'll have a look, and That's Perfect has been scratched from the pole, so that uh, changes uh, the race a little bit here, or I should say significantly. Rock Me Over now comes into the pole at $7. We have The Kraken at $8. Fancier Dance or Fancier Dance at $165. Manning at $5. Queen Shenandoah 13 Walsh at 18 And there you go at 14 A few of these runners got really good numerical form as well and going well. Uh, Bomber, which way would we see this race? Yeah, I think there's a fair bit going on early here with just about all of them looking to push forward and find a position except probably Queen Shenandoah and Walsh. So I thought they could sort of sit out the back and just smoke their pipe and, and let it all unfold. Hopefully they run a suicidal lead time and, and keep the pressure on through the middle. And I thought these two could be sneaky chances late following each other home. They, probably Queen Shenandoah might be the first to go and Walsh will follow her up and yeah, they both need the race run upside down, but if that happens, they're both very big, very big price. Shannon uh, Savelko gave it a good push uh, yesterday too on uh, Tab Radio. And speaking of Tab Radio, they very kindly put together the last word for us, which uh, thanks to Tim Walker. Looking at race three there, Justin Prentice Manning, happy with the last run. Hard to know where he gets from the draw. Shannon Savelko, nice mare, good run, an unlucky last start, set for the Mayor's Classic, run a good race here. And Nathan Turvey on Walsh, probably not this week. So race three, Bomber. We've got uh, two selections there, number six, Queen Shenandoah, and number seven, Walsh. What's the staking plan? Yeah, one unit bet for each, I think. Um, yeah, like I said, we just need it run suicidal and uh, they can be strong late. But what did you make of the last word? I know he's scratched, but race uh, number one in that race, Mort, that's perfect. What, what did you make of that? That's perfect? Yeah, in the last, the last word, word. What did he say? <laughs> it's his chance, likely to scratch, hoping for a miracle. I've read that and thought, well, I thought it was scratched. And it's his chance, <laughs> hoping for a miracle. He's a, it, it might have been a bit late in the afternoon and Ross might have uh, just launched into the first Fosters by then, I'd say. And uh, it's his, it is his chance, likely to scratch, hoping for a miracle. There's a couple of good ones in the last word uh, this yeah, morning, we, which we, we'll we get to. All right. Race number four is the next race we're going to have a look at. It is the Giuseppe Rako Memorial, over the 21, 30 metres for the Phillies and Mares. And as we have a look at the tab touch market, we've got Liberace at 101. Royal Essence for the all-powerful Turvey Silvalco accommodation at 170. All the Bells at 21. Suing You at 21. Leap of Faith at 16. Mini Mine Yet 23. Star of Diamonds $5 in from 7. Got to go Gabbana at $8 and 55 Reborn outside the front line $18. Then we got Miss Limelight 21. My Sweet Deal 14. And uh, Vivier de More, $23. Bummer. Another good mare's race here. I think uh, a few might be trying to push their ways into the Mayor's Classic next week. Which way are you going? Yeah, I think Royal Essence is the leader. And, um, but she could cop some pressure here, which she sort of hasn't, hasn't really had to date uh, as she comes up through the grade. So I think um, yeah, a few out wide pushing forward. Num- number 11, My Sweet Deal, follows her through initially. I think she can probably land midfield. Um, once again, we're looking for plenty of pace on and then probably needing to overcook it a, a little bit. But uh, she's run home in low 56 as the last couple. And, uh, yeah, if we get the race run to suit, she can be really dangerous late. 
Nathan Turvey, just a little good chance, nothing more around Royal Essence. Thought it might have been more than that. And our man Kyle Harper on My Sweet Deal, ready to win, just needs racing luck. He can make his own luck, yep. uh, our man Kyle. So um, race four, number 11, My Sweet Deal. What's the staking plan there, Bummer? Yeah, hopefully we get that little bit of luck. She's a one-unit bet for us and, uh, yeah, looking for her late down the outside. Nice price. Very nice price. All right. Stay there, Bomber, because we're going to come back and preview another couple of races and uh, possibly it all up. As we go to the break, Hampton Banner, he's come back to racing in fine form. He's won two out of two. And last Friday night, put away a really good field. As we go to the break, here is uh, AC Lewis for Deborah Lewis and Hampton Banner. On the outside, Wild West trying hard with Altering Tree coming off the inside. And uh, Fancy Dance got up on the inner as well. Further back is Perfect Major and then came Alter Blues, but Hampton Banner on the turn leads Alter Intrigue trying to close in Wild West struggling a bit and then Fancy Dance further back Perfect Major and Alter Blues in the straight Hampton Banner in front Alter Intrigue is on the outside trying to reach it Hampton Banner's got the lead Alter Intrigue Wild West and Perfect Major Hampton Banner just in front Hampton Banner has just won from Wild West Alter Intrigue You're listening to Talking Harness WA with Morton and Michael Radley on SEN Track You're listening to Talking Harness WA with Morton Michael Radley on SEN Track. 27 8. Manning second. Euphoria coming out. Papanik gets to the outsiders starting to run home on the back of Euphoria but Rockerball's got them off the bit and goes well. Gets away now from Manning. Euphoria, Papanik but Rockerball clear up the straight. Rockerball leading the way from Manning. Euphoria Papanik's down the outside. Rockerball the leader. Papanik won't get there. They're Manning. It's Rockerball in front. Papanik will get close. Rockerball is clinging on from Papanik who flew late. Oh, he might have got there. Right on the line. What a finish by Papanik. Absolutely rocketed home to grab Rockerball. And third, we got Manning Euphoria. Yeah, Papanik, what a turn of speed he displayed. And uh, got home in 27.8, off the off the speed and hit the line beautifully to, to pick up Rockerball. Michael Ferguson, great judge race in front, but could just couldn't get him across the line. Did you see the trial by Papanik? Yeah, yeah. So you put no, the writing on the wall. There was no surprise no. of a forward showing. It was no. a br- really good win. All right. This segment is brought to you by the one and only Retrovision, your local WA electrical appliance specialist. RAC members save an additional 5% every day, Morts. I was out there during the week picking up TVs and getting some brackets. <laughs> brackets. Some brackets for the couple of uh, rooms yeah, we're upgrading. Uh, they stay on the wall better with the brackets, yeah. Michael. So, <laughs> well, um, I didn't want to stand there all night holding them. <laughs> So we got the brackets and we got the TVs, the high sense TVs. Yes, they're very beautiful. good. They are very good, and this is a very big week coming up in Retrovision. We've yeah. got uh, all the big sales on this week, so keep your eyes peeled, as I know you do. Trawl yeah. the, trawling yeah. across the website night after night. Well, there's a lot happening over the next week, so. Get into your local Retrovision store. Yeah, certainly they're, they're the best. Uh, all right, let's have a look at the next race we're going to look at, and it is the main race of the night. Tonight is Mondo Doro Italian Fireworks Night, and it is the Mondo Doro, Doro Rawa Cup. Group two over the 2130 metres, and we have a look at the Tab Touch market, and we've got Bracken Sky at $91. Bletchley Park, open 260 into even money, $2.00. Um, 
at the moment. Diego, $34 in from 51. Mochu Premier, 31 into 16. So a couple of market corrections there. Mighty Conqueror, solid at 480. Galactic Star, 16. Wild West is 18. Ultra Intrigue, 126. Perfect Major outside the front line at $23. And the lone runner off the back line is the Inform Hurricane Harley, currently 310 out from 260's opening market. This is a good race, Bomber. And we see a, a bit of a driving change here. We've got um, Mighty Conqueror, Dylan Idgett and Green goes on. And uh, Ryan Warwick drive Galactic Star. They're swapping drives from what uh, they went around last week. Are we going to swap the result again, Bomber? Yeah, well, I'm I'm with Mighty Conqueror. Actually, he's a he's a class act, this bloke, and I don't think there's too much doubt he was a touch underdone on his return, and he'll strip much fitter two weeks later. You know, you look back the last season, he was going toe to toe with Shockwave and running some ridiculously quick times and and doing a bit of work in the breeze, and that doesn't seem to phase him too much. And I think tonight he's outside of Bletchley Park, which is nowhere near his best. And uh, with Hurricane Harley having to swoop them late, he's going to get his chance in front. Just We'll take a well-judged drive from the breeze, but, um, yeah, he's, he's the right price for a horse of his calibre, that's for sure. Certainly is, Bomber. And Stephen Reid, Bletchley Park, trained on well, should lead. And if he can settle and not over-race, he should be hard to beat, should lead. With our man Lindsay on, there is absolutely no doubt. Ross Oliveri, Motu Premier. He trialled terrific. Two trials have been very good. I'm very confident about him. All indications are he's ready to go. And Gary Hall Jr., Hurricane Harley, happy enough with the draw. Another good test for him. Wouldn't swap him. Wouldn't swap my drive. So it looks to be a fascinating race. And uh, Greg Bond on Mighty Conqueror will improve on the first up effort. What's the... Staking plan here, Bomber? Yeah, he's a one-unit bet. I just thought, yeah, his, his class and, uh, and price meant that he was probably a touch of value in a pretty tricky race. All right. The last race we've got a preview is the Alto, uh, Alto Australiana uh, WNC Centre 65 anniversary. Enzo on the team that the... Uh, uh, Italio Australian Centre, they, they, they support the Italian night really, really well and have done for many, many years and they're, they're a big supporter of us. Uh, McLarney is the favourite here in race number six. $3 to two thirty drawn the pole. Joe with the flow at $11. Tyler Brett at $2.60. Uh, Maestro Bellini might be the topical tip for this race at uh, $26. Jesse Allwood, 16 Dominate the JoJo, 15 CC Chevron, $91. Susie's Gem at $101. Armour Indy at 31 and then on the back line we've got McArdle's gem at $8. Q-Town rip-roaring at 26 and B17 23. Bummer, how do you see race number six? Yeah, another really open race and happy to back a couple here at a price as well and uh, first one, number five, Jesse Allwood being completely luckless of late and whilst looks he comes up with a sticky draw initially, I think there's plenty of speed from one, two, three and, and potentially even six. And the big key is number 11, Q-Town, Rip Roaring, will drop straight onto the pegs. So there should be a spot in the running line for him. Um, yeah, he needs a, needs a run solidly, but, yeah, been going well enough and getting home hard enough to be a factor here, if that's the case. And uh, also, McArdle's gem from 10. He's a bit of an opportunist, this bloke, and he's going to be either leaders back or three pegs. And the gaps open up over the last 600. He can also sprint really quickly as well. So happy to be on both. Well, Michael Brennan, McLaney throttled... Throttle down and don't look back. And I think uh, I think Timmy must have uh, misspelt this one here. Gary Hall Jr. on Dominate the Dojo said yuck. Um, what's the staking plan here, Bomber, in race six? Horse number five, Jesse Allwood and number 10, McArdle's Gem. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think a one unit bet on each. Uh, yeah, as a, as for most of the tips tonight, they're all going to require their share of luck. But if they get it, and uh, we're going to be thereabouts. All right, mate. Just before you go, have you got it all up for us of uh, the good ones tonight? Yeah, I thought if we um, if we all up from race seven, uh, this is probably going to get around two twenty, I think, on this all up. But race seven, number six, Glen Letty Chief, the place. Race eight, number nine, you're so fine. He's just far too good for these. He'll be winning. And also race nine, number one, my carbon copy the place. I think he gets the run on the back of Major Martini. And, uh, yeah, he always runs super races when following speed. So, yeah, I thought if you couple those or multi those three up and come up with about 220, that's the good anchor for the night. Beautiful. Good way to end the night. Seven, eight, nine, all up. Bummer, thanks for your time. And we'll speak to you next week. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. All right, uh, that is Bombers' preview of tonight. It's a big Italian night, uh, 5.26 the first race, last race 9.55, and uh, the fireworks go off at 10.30 tonight. Uh, Should Mort's. be awesome. Should be awesome. All right, great, a, great night for it too. Uh, yeah, big crowd. The bookings are, are massive, particularly going into the next month as well. We're, we're virtually fully booked uh, right through until... Almost New Year's Eve. So as we go to the break, it looked a race, a match race on paper with Harley Zest and Better Get It On, and and that's the way it turned out. And Brad Stampalia, trained and driven Harley Zest, just held off Better Get It On. Travels strongly on its back. Then Star Gigolo, Parsons Glamour, is working into the clear, starting to work home okay. And then Star Ambro, Harley Zest in front. Better get it on, sticking on. No run to Bob Cracker. And then Soho Gigolo, third quarter, 28-3 after a 29-5. Harley Zest in front. Better get it on the outside, keeps coming. And then two Bob Cracker, but it's better get it on. Racing to Harley Zest. Harley Zest is responding, though. Harley Zest in front. Better get it on's trying. But Harley Zest in front. Better get it on, can't get there. And Harley Zest. Wins from Better Get It On by a metre. About eight metres to Bob Cracker and three and a half. You're listening to Talking Harness WA with Morts and Michael Radley on SEN Track. You're listening to Talking Harness WA with Morts and Michael Radley on SEN Track. 23, Moonlight, Shadow and FIFO, but off the back, the leader is Make It Quick, it's out clear, it's out by about uh, 6 metres, now over second, Idea Whitby, Sweet Dream Trunky holds down third, over on the outside, Triple Bree continues to run on, and then came MJ23 but it is Make It Quick into the front straight is out clear, and Make It Quick's going on to victory here, he's going to take out the feature, Make It Quick makes it 3 for Savelko, defeat second past the post, we had Idea Whitby Sweet Dream Trunky, Triple Bree was well, Morts, at the start of the show, you mentioned what a big weekend it was for the Savalco family, and they quenelled the Joe and Margaret Savalco Memorial at Collie on Sunday. Make it quick, defeating Ideal Whippy with Shannon, defeating daughter Emily in the family's memorial. Amazing weekend for yeah. the Savalcos. Yeah. Been a great family in harness racing for a long time. Isn't Emily just a juggernaut? <laughs> Unbelievable. Just a juggernaut. And Shannon's in the top five. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Amazing. All right, that's, uh, this segment is brought to you by the one and only Steel Blue Boots, built for comfort, made for work, 736 stockists nationwide. Our man Ross Fitzgerald at the Carbine Club today. I don't know whether he'll make Major Martini tonight, race number nine. If he does, he's going to be in good form. The indications are he probably won't be present. <laughs> They're a great company, Steel Blue. They support uh, a lot of charities and also the most important thing is they make the best boots going around, and I reckon you can wear them in fashions on the field. 
No problem at all. You'll win. Yes, absolutely. They would, because uh, they got the blue boots, Michael. Yeah. Or they got the pink ones. The pink ones. Suit up with uh, something yeah, nice. Go with the blue uh, on the track. Go, the, go with the blue suit. The pink boots. Perfect. All right, man who wears pink boots. Our man Hayden King. Don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. What a big what a big weekend for the Savalcos last weekend. Yeah, massive. They won twelve out of fourteen on Saturday and Sunday, and. I'm sure that win on Sunday would have meant a lot to Shannon. Emily won it last year back in 2020 with uh, Karuba. A real family affair. Yeah, it certainly was. All right, we've got wagering tonight. Is that where we're going to find a winner? Yep, I'll be down there, so hopefully we can find a few winners. All right, what have you got for us? Start in the first race, race one, number nine, Galactic Ruler. A winner two starts ago at Wagen and uh, was pretty impressive there. Quickened up smartly, won by a space, and then got stuck in the breeze last start. Forget that run happened. My only query, the short distance here, but I think, well, the favourite's drawn awkwardly here, Captain Dandy, behind Monsoon Morgan. So it's a race fraught with danger for a lot of them, and Galactic Ruler has a few runs on the board, so he'll be hard to beat. In race number five, I'm going a two-bet strategy here. I'm going number 10, Allwood Wizard, to win the race. I think he's going to be really hard to beat. He'll be better than $3 as well. One impressively breezing all the way in the prelude of this series. Comes up with an awkward draw in the final, but he's got the class to win. He did all the work there in that prelude, and he was still good enough, so he can do the same. And the place bet in the race is number seven, advanced strike, drawn behind Roger James, who looks the leader. So... Allwood Wizard win at Advanced Strike Place. Advanced Strike just pulled too hard there last time out. She's the real improver. And then the last race, this is the real roughie of the night. Race 8 to number 6, follow the Milky Way. You could get as much as 20 to 1 this horse. Drawn the outside of the front row on debut, not always the easiest task. However, I really did like the trial. I think there's still improvement to come. So that's the one at a big price tonight that I think could run a race. All right, beautiful. Wagen, big night tonight there, that um, three-year-old Westbred final, which is an uh, uh, initiative that the uh, Wagen Club has put on. So uh, good calling down there tonight, Hayden. Thank you. All right, big show, Morts. Yes, been a big show, been a big week. Big night at Gloucester Park tonight. Yeah, the Mondodoro Italian Fireworks, uh, a big night. And coming into Christmas, it's uh, it's going to be um, a big four or five weeks. I know the chefs hasn't slept much <laughs> trying, trying. It's hard to get, tell you what, it's hard to get staff for... For the amount of functions that we got, but that's busy that's off a good, the track. It's and a, busy on the it's track. It's a good uh, problem to have. That's uh, great. It's yeah. going to be some great racing coming up over the next oh, few months. Sure, the, we're running into those mares classic the following week. So, Mort, thanks for your time, uh, Hayden and Bomber, and also Glenmore. Great show. Uh, thanks for everyone for listening. Until next week, it's bye for now. You're listening to Talking Harness WA with Mort and Michael Radley on SEN Track. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.